Hi everyone, welcome back to the MetBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we covered the topic of carotid dissection found under the cardiovascular section at MetBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 34-year-old woman presents to the emergency department with constant and severe right-sided headaches. One day prior to presentation, she was in a minor motor vehicle accident where her head jerked forward. She has also noted mild eyelid drooping earlier in the day. She smokes approximately two to three cigarettes per day. On physical exam, she has right-sided ptosis and meiosis without anhydrosis. A non-contrast CT scan and CT angiography is performed, which demonstrates a tapered stenosis of the internal carotid artery and an intimal flap. Let's continue with an introduction to carotid dissection. Clinically, this is defined as an intimal tear of a cervical artery. The cervical arteries include the carotids and vertebral arteries. Risk factors include trauma to the neck. In terms of the pathogenesis, an intimal tear of a cervical artery leads to an intramural hematoma. This may then result in stenosis, occlusion, or aneurysm. Moving on to the presentation. The classic triad includes a one-sided head, neck, or facial pain, which is most common. And then there may be partial Horner syndrome with internal carotid involvement. This may lead to meiosis and ptosis, but there is no anhydrosis because the sympathetic fibers that are involved in facial sweating and vasodilation branch off of the oculosympathetic pathway at the superior cervical ganglion to course with the external carotid artery there will also be cerebral or retinal ischemia. Symptoms will be secondary to stroke and may include numbness, weakness, and transient monocular blindness, also known as amaurosis fugax. There may also be pulsatile tinnitus. On exam, the findings will be secondary to stroke and may include ataxia, weakness, and aphasia. In terms of further imaging, magnetic resonance angiography is indicated as the preferred imaging modality in the evaluation of cervical artery dissection. Remember that CT angiography can also be used with relatively similar sensitivity and specificity. Findings may include hyperintense crescent-shaped rim and decreased lumen, a tapered stenosis or occlusion, and a dissecting aneurysm. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about a migraine, with differentiating factors being that there will be motor deficits that are not typically seen in migraine headaches. In terms of treatment, medical options include TPA. This is indicated in the acute ischemic stroke period in patients with extracranial cervical artery dissection. Another option is antithrombotic or antiplatelet therapy. This depends on the type of cervical dissection. Operative options include endovascular or surgical repair. This is typically used in patients with recurrent ischemia even though they were treated with appropriate medical therapy. Complications related to carotid dissection include ischemic stroke. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, unfavorable factors include cerebral ischemia, increased age, and arterial occlusion. That's all for this review about carotid dissection. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on metbullets.com.
you can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.